Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello on a beautiful Thursday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch, and Jihei Wiley is not here today. She's not feeling good. Something's up with this uh, crew, whether it's Brandon or whether it's you with your car. And man, but guys, how are we doing on this beautiful Thursday? Thinking of you, Jihei, the good news is her Rangers are three wins away from the Stanley Cup final. So I hope that at least cheers her up a little bit because her team is almost there. Yeah, feel better, Jihei. We got some NBA finals today. Finally, you know, we, we've been talking about this for a while. With that said, uh, we do have a lot of headlines to get into. Uh, today's headlines brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Millions and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contests are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Hit it, our money buckets. All right, Arash, as you just mentioned, it is finally here. The NBA Finals start tonight in San Francisco. Boston Celtics, Golden State Warriors. The Warriors are minus 160 favorites over the Celtics at Circa Sports. Golden State is a three-point favorite tonight. 87% of the money has been wagered on the Warriors to win the NBA Finals. Do you agree with the betting public? I do, although I do think that this series will be, you know, more competitive than some people think. I think you guys have swayed me. You know, at the beginning of this, I I thought the Warriors would win handily. I thought that that they they win game one, perhaps even game two, take a commanding 2-0 lead in the series. But I do think it's a good series. I do think it'll go six or seven games. And how fantastic would it be if it does go seven uh that's that's you know the dream scenario for the league but i do agree with the public after what i've seen from the warriors during this postseason i do think it's the warriors and really listen i mean if the celtics find a way to kind of steal one in san francisco perhaps again we are talking about a very long and good finals because i will say this and we've talked about it during this postseason this has been one of the worst postseasons in league history. Way too many blowouts here. I think that it's really important for the Celtics to try to get this one tonight because I believe in the rust thing. I don't know if you guys believe in rust being a factor in these playoff series. The Warriors, what was the last time they played? Like a week, eight yeah, days ago? it's been a while. And I think that when you're a Celtics team that's coming off of an emotional victory, but you should be more fresh... I feel like this is the one. You have to steal one in Golden State at yeah. some point in this series. 
Why not tonight? Yeah, it, it would have to be game one, I feel like. I, it, look, I, I said it yesterday. I think the wild card's Clay Thompson. If he has a big game tonight, the Warriors win. They could go up 2-0, like Arash was saying, and then the series is virtually, I mean, not over, but, you know, all Golden State needs to do is win one in Boston. Boston isn't a great home team this playoffs. They're actually better on the road, so wow. it's going to be interesting, like, right? I mean, it, they're a little bit better, I guess, the on the road. The finals were nuts, though, right? I mean, you, yeah. you had the Celtics again, yeah, like, your point that they lost twice at home and but then the heat dropping those two late games at home i mean it was yeah i mean both of those teams did i don't know why the heat could not find a way to win yeah and it's interesting because the basketball power index favors the celtics like 88 85 percent to like 50 what's the reason explain for us brandon like why is it so high i mean that's a heck of a margin and you touched on it yesterday they had the grizzlies so yeah it's not 100 percent right oh it's never right almost actually (laughs) you know i had the heat over the celtics like 70 percent to 30 percent in game seven and everyone knew the celtics would win game seven unless jimmy had another 50 point game he got 35 uh, look, the power index, it favored the Grizzlies over the Warriors. And I thought the Grizzlies were a better team most of the year. But obviously with the injuries and with Golden State starting to hit shots and hit their stride, that was a whole different story. I don't know why the the, the power index is favoring the Celtics. Because, like I mentioned, the Warriors are better at almost everything yeah. than the Celtics. Defense is the one thing. And if the Warriors get to the defense like they had in the first 20 games of the season, which was way better than the Celtics at their peak defense, rotating, playing defense, especially if Kevon Looney continues to do what he does over you know Robert Williams and Al Horford it'll be tougher the Warriors could win this series in five games look I wouldn't be surprised if Boston wins I think you know it's it's admirable even though I'm a Lakers fan that Boston kind of built this team through the draft and that it's and so did the Warriors and it's great to see but for whatever reason everyone is trying to find a way to not have the Warriors be the favorites it seems like everyone that's not a Lakers fan wants the Celtics to win and I don't know why that is but I think it's good for the league if the Warriors win again. And you spoke about the Warriors' defense, Brandon. Gary Payton the second apparently is playing tonight. That's what Shams tweeted. And Iguodala, who hasn't been playing, I don't think, since, what, round one? He's supposedly back. And then Otto Porter, who got hurt in the last series, he's coming back as well. So it's literally full It's like hand, seeing a unicorn with Iguodala. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've seen him play in, like, years. Yeah. You know? So, and he said uh, his neck has been really giving him problems. I can't even imagine... This is probably his last season, right? Like, there's no way Gotta that... Be. I mean, certainly if they win, right? I mean, yeah. it's kind of like the way hey, you finish off. Yeah, and, and something to add on, some someone that's going to be very important to the Celtics' success is Peyton Pritchard. And this is why, with Gary Payton coming back, being able to guard Marcus Smart, having guys guard Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart isn't going to be shooting threes like he has been in the previous series. He won't be able to yeah. get those off. Peyton Pritchard off the bench is going to be huge. Same with Grant Williams. Can they hit big-time threes? That's going to be important because the Warriors are a much better shooting team. And if the Celtics can get anywhere close to the efficiency from the floor, the Celtics will win this series. But it's not, I don't think they do. So that's why I have the Warriors in the series. I stand by it. Even if they lose tonight, I still have the Warriors in six. Speaking of the NBA Finals, some sad news, I guess, if you want to say sad. It will sound a little bit different tonight because ESPN lead announcer Mike Breen, who also missed Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals, will not be there, as will Jeff Van Gundy and Adrian Wojnarowski. They're all out for Game 1 of the NBA Finals due to COVID. 
by the way, Jeff Van Gundy, I don't did, know if you guys heard. Nobody was surprised by yeah. that. <laughs> he I mean, he sounded so like he sick. had COVID yeah. for Game 7. It has been over two years since the start of the pandemic, and things are finally feeling normal again. But what are your thoughts on this recent surge, and are you worried that it could spill onto the court? So the worry there is they had media day, and again, it felt normal where a lot of re- re- reporters are there. They're on the court. They're talking to players. And if there's this surge going on right now and reporters and media members are face-to-face with players and face-to-face with coaches and again things are back to normal we're all we you know if you're covering the finals you are fully vaccinated that being said um i mean this is the entire crew it's mike breen it's jeff van gundy it's uh, Woj. it's so and again these guys talk to players these guys talk to coaches so i mean if there's a surge right now i mean i no one's really talking about it, but yeah. Again, this is a con- this is a continuation of what happened in Game Seven of the Conference Finals. Wouldn't be shocked. I hope it that does not happen. But there is a you know to, maybe a player who tests positive or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. This has been happening throughout the playoffs. This makes sense. I mean, COVID's at its at its worst in the summer. It's gonna come back. You know, like everyone knows that. It's just you know, is it gonna be as bad? Probably not. Is it gonna spread? Maybe. But there's too much money at stake, and I'm not trying to say that they'll cover it up. I'm not trying to go into those conspiracies. But they're not gonna stop playing these games. It's not gonna happen. And if there's a little bit of a spread, they will get that taken care of real yeah. quick because there's so much money on the line. I wonder if they replace Van Gundy tonight with anybody because is it just going to be Mark Jones oh, and Mark I wanted, Jackson? Mark Jackson's yeah, my guy, Mark Jackson. He can't get COVID. He's immune. <laughs> with, right. with all due respect. Yeah. It's, it's my it's, man. It's a different product without Mike Breen, by the way. He is l- legitimately, when he's not there, and that's not any shade towards Mark Jones, who's great at that job, but Breen is like... I, Bang. in my opinion, yeah, it's now, Bang, bro. it's like, he's, yeah, he's great to me, the greatest of this era in terms of play oh, yeah. by play. So, yeah, he's fantastic. And by the way, Mike Breen is a game time decision. I don't know what that means, in terms <laughs> of whether he has to test out or, or whatnot. Again, he missed game seven of the conference finals. So. Uh, not cleared yet. He could be cleared by the time game one goes, but I mean, this is not. And something to note, we have to be aware of when Scott Foster is announcing these games. Since the Celtics are 12 yeah. and 0, when Scott Foster is officiating. Listen, the Scott Foster thing, I mean, something's up there. I mean, like, as it pertains to Chris Paul and now these the Celtics, this is a problem, you know, when it gets to 12 and 0 or 20 and 0. I mean, his record when Chris Paul is playing is ridiculous. He's Chris Paul's winless still, right? Against Scott, so. Foster. Scott Foster. That's a yeah. ridiculous stat. So you're winless and then the other team, the Celtics, are undefeated. That's a, Look, there's look, really it, it, there, there's anomalies that, that happen from that. There's outliers. Like, he's known as the extender of series, yeah. but he officiated that game five, and Golden State still took care of business. So, look, I don't know if it'll be that much of a factor, but it's something to note, for sure. Oh, for sure. So uh, we mentioned this earlier, but Jihei Wiley, we're thinking of you. The New York (laughs) Rangers beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. And the Colorado Colorado Avalanche look to take a 2-0 series lead over the Oilers tonight in Denver in game two. 
What have you thought about the conference finals so far in the NHL? Well, listen, this is a Jihei Wiley question. I mean, she was going to be walking in here uh, today with her New York Rangers shirt and talking about how great the New York Rangers are. Listen, I mean, I've watched the first two games of the conference finals. They've been good. A little bit high scoring for my taste. I mean, six to two, my goodness. But, um, you know, listen, that was my prediction going into these conference finals. It was going to be New York. Versus Colorado, we'll see how that plays out. Excited to catch up with Jihei, you know, to get her thoughts on it. But listen, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say we are both focused on the NBA Finals tonight. No knock yeah. on the Stanley Cup in the Conference Finals, but uh, again, uh, you know, Jihei can break this down hopefully tomorrow. Now, with the uh, Kings losing to the Oilers in Round One. Does it make you feel any better about the Kings now that the Oilers yeah. have made it all the way to the I, conference finals? Yes, I think I am. I am a kind of a uh, you know. Listen, it, it doesn't make you feel good, but if they lost to perhaps the defending, you know, the the soon to be conference champions or perhaps the Stanley Cup champions, I think it would be good. But no matter what, for them to have a seven game series like that will help a young team improve and I, I that that is a very good young team and so i i'm excited about what they could do next year and the oilers are so talented oh, right yeah. with mcdavid and, and the other guys it was very surprising to me that the kings even got that series to seven games the oilers i don't think are going to beat the avalanche the avalanche are going to win the stanley cup in my opinion but like look this is impressive it's great for the future of you know southern california hockey with you know the ducks are super young too they're going to be good eventually too have so. you guys found a bandwagon to root for because i'm i'm with jihei uh full oh, disclosure I'm, I'm i'm with jihei i guess i got a root for connor mcdavid and i mean just get, get a canadian team has not won the stanley cup since 1993 so that's a really long time so I, i'm i can't root for new york i'm not a new york guy i'm i'm all Los Angeles, so yes, give me Connor McDavid. Right? Abs. I want to see the Abs win. I think they will. I've said it all year. You know, I'm not a huge hockey fan, but I, just the way they they have like five out of the top 30 players in the league, this is a dominant team. I really think they're going to take home the cup. According to Forbes, LeBron James has officially become the first ever billionaire NBA player. James's net worth comes from a variety of investments head headlined by a reported $300 million in the Spring Hill Company. James is already the highest paid player in NBA history, having earned over $390 million in the last 20 years. Factoring on and off the court accomplishments, where would you rank James among NBA players all time? Listen, I think he's right behind Michael Jordan at the end of the day. When you look at Michael Jordan, it's not only what he did as a player and as a champion, six-time champion, goes to six finals, wins six championships, but the shoe company... He owns a team. I mean, all that factors factors into Michael Jordan being the GOAT. LeBron James is right there. I, I do believe when LeBron retires, he will get a piece of a team, perhaps. He will run his own team. You could insert your joke about the Los Angeles Lakers here, how he already has that happen right now. But um, listen, what he's done in terms of his investments is, is incredible. 
Uh, but listen, it, it's no knock to say you're just behind Michael Jordan. I just think what Jordan did as a player and as an executive and his shoe, it, it, yeah. it just way And he globalized hard. the game. Exactly. He, he made the NBA the product it is today. Um, Michael Jordan is always going to have that over LeBron. But LeBron had, has much better investments as a whole. You know, he doesn't have the Jordan shoe. That's that's where most of Jordan's money came from. LeBron has such a diversified investment portfolio that is so impressive. You know, what he's done with his, you know, his boys, Mav Carter and Rich Paul with the agency, with, you know, Spring Hill Entertainment, Spring Hill Company Entertainment, with all of this stuff and all the other stuff with, you know, he's partnering with brands, yeah. um, you know, with, I think he was with, um, he, he was also partnering with some, you know, workout material like the Versa Climber. And I know his boy Alex Caruso was with Tonal. I don't know if LeBron was on that as well. But this is very impressive. I'm not surprised he's already a billionaire. But just please, if he is, which he is, take a little less money if you want to win a championship <laughs> the next couple. Don't do the Kobe thing where Kobe, you know, Kobe's like, oh, I'm still Kobe Bryant. Give me 30 plus million a year. LeBron will probably do that. He'll probably sign the extension in Los Angeles, but I also want to see him take maybe a little less money. You know, you don't have to be the highest player. He paid did player say that NBA. with his son, though. He said, and I mean, who knows if this will actually happen, that if he can play with Bronny, he'll take the minimum. Yeah. Take, take the minimum? That, that's that's never going to happen because well, LeBron at 42 will still be a top 15 player. Well, no, no, but he. I think to your point, he's like, I'm a billionaire. I want the last thing yeah. I've not done is played with my son. And, I'll take and look, whatever. the contract is like the least of what he's making in the year. Exactly. You know. Now, do either of you remember? I could have sworn. I'm trying to look this up, but LeBron said, I think a few years ago, that he was like, I'm going to be a billionaire soon, or yeah. something to that effect. He probably knew that. I mean, yeah. he probably, you know, while he's putting these investments together, you're talking about. Again, his own company, but all the investments he had. I mean, he probably saw this today happening soon. Yeah. I knew it was going to happen soon. And the producing, too, with the new movie Hustle with Adam Sandler that they co-produced. It's going to be a great film. It's not out yet? Well, I I think it's out, like, today. It had a premiere last night. Yeah. It's playing in a couple theaters, but it'll be on Netflix on June 8th. Free promotion. Go see (laughs) Hustle. Um, (laughs) That looked looked good. Turn on Gomez, right? That's that's it? Yeah, that looked good. Uh, speaking of not looking good, the uh-huh. LA Dodgers just got swept by the 22 and 27 Pittsburgh Pirates for the first time in 22 years. Any concern with the Dodgers dropping three straight games to a below 500 team at home? Listen, I'm not concerned in terms of me no longer thinking that they are the best team in baseball. But what the heck, Brandon? What the heck is up with the Dodgers? First of all, we're talking about the Angels, but now the Dodgers get huh. swept by the Pittsburgh you know, Pirates. I have to say something. I saw some on Twitter that Grant sent me today in our basketball group chat that said Dodgers shaking hands with Amber Heard. Oh, you know, it was God. like owned by pirates. And it, it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was that was a pretty funny tweet. I had to put that in there. But no, the Pirates. I think this is like the second time they've dominated them this year. Luckily, the Dodgers don't have to play the Pirates again. This is not. This is not going to be a blemish on the Dodgers' this season. Clayton Kershaw's hurt. Urias and Bueller are not pitching well. At least Mookie Betts was three for five, still hitting about three oh six. 
There's still a lot of promising things. They're beating the good teams. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think the Yankees are the best team in the MLB. I think they've been the best team in the MLB all season long. The Dodgers don't have the consistency in the rotation the Yankees have. Yeah. And part of that is, you know, the Yankees with Nestor Cortez coming out of nowhere, being an ace. Jamison Tyone coming back from injury. Another pitcher. The Dodgers don't really have that. Bueller's gotten worse this year. There's, it's evident. Um, hopefully he pitches better with his experience. And Urias hasn't been that good. Yeah. And when your best pitcher is Kershaw and he's on the IL, that's a problem. So it's impressive. They still have 33, 34 wins. They're still first in the NL, but they will get better. They're going to be a 100-win team. Now, how does the National League outlook look right now, the long-term outlook? I know the Mets are doing really well. Yeah. How does, how does it look in comparison to the Dodgers? Yeah, I mean, the Mets are... Look, the Mets are... are been a godsend this year. No one's thought the Mets would. No one thought the Mets would be this good, especially without Scherzer being hurt, Degrom being hurt, um, a lot of their guys. Lindor's having a decent year. Pete Alonso's having a good year. Starlin Marte's starting to hit more, and the Mets are going to be good. But the Dodgers are the best team in the NL by far. I think the teams that are going to challenge them are not going to be in the NL. It's going to be in the American League. But the Yankees, you know, if the Angels get their stuff together, the Astros, any of those teams would be a tough matchup for the Dodgers. Yeah, and the Braves. The Braves are going to be better, but the Dodgers are the king of the NL right now. No denying that. Last headline of the day. With the NBA Finals starting today, we got to talk about this. Four years ago this week, LeBron James and J.R. Smith, the meme was created during the 2018 NBA Finals. I'm sure we know which meme we're referring to. (laughs) Is it the greatest meme ever? And if it's not, what is? Well, that was game one. So, yeah, I mean, that was game one in San Francisco, uh, you know, where, where, where they could have taken a big, you know, stolen game one. For me... It's the crying Jordan meme. Oh. That one is the best ever. But this one, like where like LeBron is basically like, like both the arms yeah. extended. Like, what are you doing? I mean, that's up there. That's top two. Talk about one of the best performances ever um, yeah. against you know KD Curry team that was supposed to dominate them, did sweep them, but they could have stolen that game. Yeah. That was crazy. The run LeBron went on that year, and yeah, it's a great meme. But I'm with Arash Jordan meme. Yeah, Crying Jordan is such an iconic <laughs> meme. It's hard to not have that at number one. But I would say this is number two. Right there. This is number two. I mean, just, just like the look on his face. And that was the moment that you knew, by the way, that LeBron was leaving. Yeah. He's like, I'm not staying here. What the heck is going on? I mean, J.R. Smith, when you look at the replay of that, I mean, gets the rebound right in the paint, could have put the ball back in the, and like dripples the ball out. <laughs> Make no sense. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we will talk to our good friend Nick Hamilton when we return right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rake. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. 
This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Los Angeles, Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310 310- 400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline. Circa Millions and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest with 12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit circusports.com for details. Here he is, our good friend Nick Hamilton. Nick, how are you? Hello, good people. Aloha to all my Hawaii people. That's right. <laughs> uh, Nick, uh, since the last time we talked, I'm trying to remember, yeah, I don't think we talked since the Lakers finally made the hire. Darvin Ham is the new head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't think that they've had the official press conference yet or press release. I don't know what the delay is on that, but uh, Nick, your thoughts on that hire? Well, congratulations first and foremost out to Darvin Ham. Uh, he definitely deserves it. He's, he's worked his tail off to get to this point. Um, he definitely deserves it. I wish him all the best and I'm going to pray for him and give him a four-leaf clover and a lucky rabbit's mm-hmm. foot because Lord knows he's going to need it with this dysfunctional squad <laughs> known as the Lakers and organization. And, you know, it's, it's it, I, here's the thing. That the only hesitancy I have with Darvin Ham is the fact of how in the hell is he going to really be able to deal with that type of ego when it comes to Westbrook, when it comes to LeBron, when it comes to AD, and then dealing with that. And it's so funny because LeBron tweets out as if he didn't know who the head coach <laughs> was going right. to be, as if he didn't sign off on Darvin Ham being the head coach. And like I, like I told you guys, they're going to find somebody who's, who's, had, who's young in the tooth. They're going to find somebody who they can control. And that's exactly who they got. Uh, Nick, game one of the finals is tonight. We've had this long delay here in terms of waiting for game one. We've been previewing it. We've been talking about it. The Warriors are the favorites, according to Las Vegas. Uh, Your thoughts on the finals? A, game one tonight, and B, who do you think will be the new champions? Well, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Boston Celtics go ahead and steal game one. Um, They're coming off a very intense, very physical series against the Miami Heat. Uh, they're the ones that have to travel uh, to San Francisco to the Chase Center, so it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I have I, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Boston sneaks in and steals Game One. I said beforehand the series even got started. I think that both teams will steal each other's home court. Yeah. Um, I think they'll split in in San Francisco. I think they'll split in Boston, and then I said well, I think the Warriors take over and win it all. And I got the Warriors in six. Yeah, Nick, Brandon Deutsch here. I wanted to ask you more about the Lakers. I know you're pessimistic. You're realistic about um, the Lakers organization yeah, and where they are right now. <laughs> Look, I, I'm I'm with you 100. percent But with the with the yeah with the rumblings that Russell Westbrook will indeed be back, do you like this hardball stance that Rob Palenka is is doing for the future of the Lakers, not willing to give that 27 or 29 pick and kind of saying, you know, maybe we won't, maybe we will, maybe we won't compete next season. But let's just bring him back because he's on an expiring contract. Well, here's the thing. I mean, no one's going to take that expiring contract. They're kind of stuck. I can't really necessarily blame Rob Laker for this because they're kind of stuck. It was a stupid decision to begin with. But now that you've done that dumb decision, you got to live with the consequences of that. And unfortunately, they're stuck. Um, just like they're stuck with AD's uh, you know, fat contract. 
Um, I don't think it would be wise to – I think they should dismantle this entire team after this season because I don't think they get out of the first round if they make the playoffs this year. I don't think they're competitive enough. I think they're older. Um, and I don't know how they're going to be able to gel. Russell, Russell Westbrook, excuse me, does not work in this system. It just doesn't work. I don't mean, I don't give a damn how many times you try to fit that into the equation. It just does not equal out to success. And I think they need to walk away from LeBron James. I think they need to let him walk, um, you know, and maybe just deal with something around AD uh, as it pertains to uh, making sure that they can try to have some type of system in place where they can attract maybe another star or superstar later on down the road. Nick, did you did you get to see the Kevin Durant, Draymond Green stuff on Twitter the last few days? Loved it. Yeah, I, love it. <laughs> I, I was here for it all. Yeah, what were your thoughts on that overall? What what did you think about KD going back and forth with Draymond? And do, do you think that it's it's productive for for the overall discussion of the game? Oh hell yeah, it's productive because <laughs> here's the thing: we are talking about it right now yeah. as we speak, right? So. Yeah, Draymond is a, is a host. He has his own show on the Volume Sports Network. More than likely, I hope to see him take Charles Barkley's spot when Charles Barkley retires from the NBA on TNT because I think he would be a great addition to that 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 whole group. Um, but that's KD. KD he's going to verbally spar with you. That's what he does. He lives for that stuff. I think he gets up for it, and I think it's thoroughly entertaining. And so, if you want to be thoroughly entertained, why not have two of the guys that love to use their voices into this sparring match? It's almost like watching Brock Lesnar against the Tribal Chief, better known as Roman Reigns. I mean, when those two went at it, it was great. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Nick, um, I mean, I thought the Aaron Donald thing had been settled in terms of, you know, the contract was not signed, but that he had kind of verbally agreed. I mean, that was the, uh, you know, the uh, thought process. Now it's coming back again that Donald says if my career is over, I'll be content. Where do we stand with this? Again, it seems like Sean McVay and the Rams are cautiously optimistic a deal will get worked out, but but it's not done yet. Well, here's the thing. I mean, speaking with Sean McVay yesterday, he said, hey, look, AD's going to be at my wedding on Saturday. It'd be incredibly disrespectful and weird if he didn't come to training, I mean, you know, come to camp at some point when it's mandatory. So, I think it's much to do about nothing. Um, but when you look at Aaron Donald, I think arguably he's one of the greatest defensive players to ever play this game. This man has been solid. I mean, when he was drafted, the team was just not that good in St. Louis. Um, it took them about, I would say, three to four years to really get decent enough uh, before they returned to Los Angeles. And he's really made a mark in this game as far as just being that defensive presence. I mean, he's been doubled and even at, often at, at certain times rather triple teamed. Um, on the field, and you saw he made the, the game-winning play uh, in last year's Super Bowl. Last, you know, was it last? What can we say last year's Super Bowl? Yeah. Earlier this year's Super yeah, Bowl. Right. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Damn it! It was Super Bowl Fifty-Six and so far. All yeah. right, for you people out there listening. But I mean, he made the game-winning play, basically sacking you know Joe Burrow and preventing Joe Burrow from extending you know the the drive. So when you look at Aaron Donald, and he's outperformed his contract, and I think he has some language in there where he's able to renegotiate. His deal. I mean, he still has three years left at about $58 million. I don't think Aaron Donald is walking away from $58 million. Don't tell me a lie about it's not about the money because it's absolutely about the money. It has always been about the money, and his dude wants to continue. He's even reached out to people like Shaquille O'Neal uh, about business, you know, future business investments and how to be a, a sound business person. So 
when don't tell me it's not about all about the money because it absolutely is just stop saying that i wish athletes would really stop saying that because it's not true and you know damn well it's not true so there's it's no point for you to even say that just say look i want my money it is about the money but it's also about my love and passion for the game and nobody has more love and passion for the game than aaron donald aaron donald is a beast aaron donald is absolutely talented and this is a guy who, who does a, a, a great deal in his home state of Pennsylvania in Pittsburgh, primarily working with kids, working with other athletes. So he's a stellar guy on and off the field. So there's nobody better to get an extension to. And I do believe the Rams will give him his extension and make him happy and make him the highest paid player that he desires to be, which he definitely deserves to be. Yeah, Nick, I mean, you mentioned the, the sack on Joe Burrow. Also, the game-changing play uh, or the game-sealing play on yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, which led to the interception in that NFC Championship, a game they very well could have lost. And that leads me to my next point. A lot of people are already thinking about the football season, even though it's way ahead, you know, with minicamp starting and all that stuff. The NFC West, is it as stacked as, you know, most people think with the 49ers still having Debo Samuel, still having Kyle as their coach, the Rams will likely bring back Aaron Donald once they work out the contract, they'll be good. Cardinals still have Murray, even though there's some, you know, uh, animosity between the two sides there. And the Seahawks, well, they're not that good. But, you know, every other team seems to be good. Is it, Are the 49ers and the Rams the NFC right now with Tom Brady, you know, in, in uh, on the Bucks and Rodgers on the Packers. Are those the four best teams? Absolutely not. Okay. I mean, yeah. who, who, who's the? I mean, I, I don't know if you gentlemen have been drinking this morning, but if you have, <laughs> please put it down. Because there's no way in hell you can convince me that otherwise. I mean, yes, I think the Rams are a, a, a great team in the NFC. They're one of the teams to beat, obviously, being the Super Bowl champion. But you also have to look at Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks and what they've been able to acquire even on defense. Now, you have a defensive-minded coach in Todd Bowles, who's going to be the head coach. And you also still have Byron Leftwich, who's done an exceptional job on the offensive end. So you can't count out the Tampa Bay Bucks. Green Bay is suspect. I mean, I don't know which, which Green Bay team is going to show up. I don't know if they have enough to muster up to get into a deep playoff. Or I know they're going to be good in the regular season but it's not enough to muster up in the, in the in the postseason. And that's when it counts the most. I'm not impressed by the 49ers. I think they're in complete disarray. I don't think Debo Samuels is happy, even though he does come back. Um, Trey Lance still has to prove a lot of things to me as far as being able to read the defense, being able to be in the trenches when it comes down to that two-minute offense to be able to drive a team down the field and bring a team back um, if they're trailing late in the fourth quarter. Um, so I think the NFC West is the Rams' owned NFC West. Um, the Rams are the team to beat in the NFC West. Um, the only team that's going to beat the Rams is themselves. Uh, so they have to make sure they're going to stay on target. And plus, the Rams are going to have to play a little different this year because they're the target on their back because everybody wants to get a strike on the Super Bowl champs. Teams, the sorriest teams will get up for this team because they are the Super Bowl champs and they want to have something to be able to hang their hat on for the season even if they go uh Five and thir- you know five and twelve, they're going to be able to say, "Hey, one of those five wins we got against the LA Rams, the Super Bowl champ." So the Rams are going to have to be prepared, and I think they are. And I think they realize that. Uh, but I think that the two teams to beat in the NFC right now are the Bucks and the Rams, and then there's everybody else. I don't believe in the Packers. Uh, you know, like I said in the postseason, I mean, yeah, you could talk about the Dallas Cowboys and what they're going to bring as far as Dak Prescott, and I think the Dallas Cowboys will be decent in the regular season. I don't think they'll be scrubs. Um, I'm not sold on Arizona. 
Uh, I'm not sold on Seattle. Seattle sucks. Uh, they are a mockery of a football team. Uh, they have no direction. I feel bad for DK Metcalf because Lord knows he's an extreme talent who needs to be shipped out to at least a contender uh, where he can definitely perform on a high level. Uh, that's the only person I feel bad for is DK Metcalf. Um, outside of that, again, Rams, Bucks, uh, the Saints. Now, Saints are a surprising team. The Saints are a team that, that everybody needs to be aware of because even though everybody wants to knock Jameis Winston, but Jameis Winston can flat out fall. Um, and they gave Jameis Winston some proper weapons in order for him to be able to succeed on the offensive end as well as the defensive end. I mean, they signed a Honey Badger, uh, which I thought was a significant signing. Uh, you know, him coming back home. Uh, I like Michael Thomas. I like Jarvis Landry. Uh, they have some, you know, some some really decent running backs. Um, in that system. So it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to be able to develop that system. But I think they're, they're, they could be a sleeper team in the NFC you're looking at the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm higher on the 49ers than you are, Nick. I just think with, with Nick Bosa... You with, are high. <laughs> no, no, I'm not high. I, I think the 49ers no, are 11-12 are win, win team. I'm sorry, I really do. In what world? In <laughs> they just were in the what, NFC what, Championship, what and they're better. They got Ward in free agency. They have a dominant corner now. Ooh, big deal. They got a dominant <laughs> Okay, congratulations. You sound like a 49ers homer. So that's probably your team, which I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ride you too hard for. But I will say <laughs> this much. Quarterback this is a quarterback driven league. And if you can sit up here and tell me that Trey Lance is going to be the the, the guy guy under center, then I will I listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit up here and even argue that point because I think it's absolutely ludicrous. He has too much to prove. And for you 49er fans and for you 49er myopics, including Brandon, who sits and wants to, wants to wave the, the cape up for the 49ers, good luck with that. Now, do I think they'll split with the Rams this season? Absolutely. I think that is absolutely possible. But I think I think the Rams are just at better, more of a complete team. When you look at the running back situation, when you look at the wide receivers, when you look at the tight ends, when you look at the quarterback, I'm taking Matthew Stafford over Trey Lance every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Um, let's look at the defense. Who's better than Aaron Donald? Don't give me this Nick Bosa stuff. You know, I think Nick Bosa's an extremely talented, you know, defender. But you got Aaron Donald. You got Leonard Floyd. You got uh, 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 Fuller coming back. You got Jalen Ramsey. Uh, you got Ernest Jones. Um, you know, Wagner. There's some Wagner quality too. guys. You got Bobby Wags. I mean, stop it. Should I, should I keep going or are we going to just pick No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just right. saying I think Trey Lance right. is an upgrade on Jimmy Jimmy G. He's an upgrade as far as being younger, but again, like I've said, so he can't read defenses yet. Like a, yes, can he read a defense? He and, can't and, yet. I agree with you. He, I agree with you. And, and that's going to be his detriment until he can, he's going to be Robert Griffin the third two if he can't read a damn defense. Hundred percent. I just think that I'm, I'm higher on the upside, but I, yes, I am a homer. I guess we'll move on. The Rams are obviously are. a much better team. <laughs> the Rams are a much better team. I'm not denying that. I'm not denying that. I agree with you. <laughs> I, I hate to change the subject, but I, I want to ask you, Nick, about the Brooklyn Nets because there's some rumors that Kyrie they don't want to give him the long term deal. There's a chance that he just opts out and leaves then in which case you know who knows if KD wants to stay there by himself I shouldn't say by himself you know Ben Simmons <laughs> might be back next year but I want to know your thoughts on do we get this Brooklyn Nets team meaning Kyrie and KD back next season or do you think that they're going to be broken up I don't know that's a good question man they 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 might break up like the fat boys 
You know, <laughs> I mean, when you look at the overall totality of what transpired with that situation, not just on the court, but off the court, I mean, Kyrie with this, you know, on again, off again, um, you know, uh, I'm going to play, not going to play. I got to take mental days off. You know, KD, that's got to be frustrating for a guy, like a competitor like Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant is an ultra, ultra competitor. This guy's a, a prolific scorer. He, he, he sleeps, eats, and drinks basketball. Um, and not to have a guy on his squad that's going to be able to have his back. I mean, he's the reason, Kyrie's the reason why KD chose Brooklyn and decided to team up there. Um, you know, and KD has every right to go wherever he wants. I mean, he's a free agent. He was a free agent. Um, personally, I thought KD should stay with the Warriors. I mean, if you're going to be an elite scorer, I mean, a prolific scorer and an elite player, why not go ahead and just stack up the ring? Um, that's what you do in this league. We respect champions. I mean, people can say what they want. We do judge players off championships. That's just what we do. That's a, that's, that is a significant part of how we judge greatness versus just being excellent or good. Um, people may not want to admit that, but that's just the honest truth. Um, so I don't know what to expect from the Brooklyn Nets next year. Um, you know, I'm sure KD will be in uniform. I don't know where Kyrie's going to go um, because of all his issues. You know, what team wants to take on his issues? Follow-up question. If they do run it back, do you think that they can actually compete for a championship? Let me think about that for a second. <laughs> mm, hell no. <laughs> uh, Nick, last one for you. Uh, the Dodgers got swept for the first time in 22 years. By the Pittsburgh Pirates, it is, you know, we still got a long way to go. They, stay, they still are right there with the Yankees for the best record in baseball. Concerned at all, though, uh, that, um, listen, to get swept by the Pittsburgh Pirates, come on now. Well, here's the thing. I mean, they, the Pirates beat them five out of six That's times. right. I mean, they took two out of three in Pittsburgh and then swept them here. But that's to be expected. I mean, you're going to get teams that, that some that we think are the sorry teams or the below-average teams are going to come in there and they're going to they're going to have they don't have nothing to lose. I mean, they have everything to gain and they beat a team like I said, like you said, the best one of the best teams in baseball. But it would not surprise me if the Dodgers turned around against the Mets, which they're going to have that's a right. tough four game series against, and probably take three out of four from the Mets. I mean, that's just how the Dodgers have been playing sometimes uh, before they went on that that, that winning streak. Uh, but let me tell you something: Mookie Betts has been absolutely incredible yeah. through all the ups, downs, smiles, and frowns. This guy has been incredible. He's been consistent. He's been getting on base. He's been hitting with guys in, in scoring position. This guy hit a two-run homer in, in the ninth inning on Wednesday uh, Wednesday evening. I mean, even though they were still down. But, I mean, he's still contributing. He's still playing as if they were up uh, big. And this is a guy that reminds me of the season he had in 2020. Yeah. I and mean, you got a guy like Freddie Freeman right behind him who's also, you know, which is a huge benefit for that squad. Um so, like I said, I think, I think you know, Mookie is going, he's trying to go for that MVP award, uh, you know, and he's, he's definitely been on the tear as of late. He's finally coming around, and he looks he looks incredible. I mean, he looks healthy. He doesn't like he's struggling. He doesn't like he, you know, it, it bothers him to him, like we've seen at times before where he kind of battled through injuries and things of that nature. I know the season is still young, but let me tell you something. Mookie Betts is absolutely on fire. Be sure to check out my article on MLBBro.com. Uh, regarding Mookie Betts, as well as Dave Roberts, who just turned nice. 50 years young. <laughs> he looks great. 
Dave Roberts looks great. Uh, Nick, you're the best. We, we have to figure out some friendly wager between you and Brandon during the Rams-San Francisco. Oh, I'm not, I'm not betting on, on, the San, on the Niners. I'm just saying they have a high upside. I'm not betting on them. No. I'm not betting on them. You cannot back out. It's too late. Then you're just getting free money, man. No. Listen, we'll bet, we'll bet, we'll bet dinner. Oh, we'll bet a bottle of wine. There we go. Ah, it sounds, sounds like I a plan. It. it sounds like a plan. Nick, you're the best. But you can't fuck out, Brandon. <laughs> okay, right. I got Yeah? <laughs> All right. Thanks, Nick. I'll see you soon. That is Nick Hamilton, the great Nick Hamilton. That should be fun. Again, maybe not a real wager, but some kind of friendly wager, something like that. You never know. All right. Listen, another great show. Hopefully, we get Jihei back tomorrow. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow, all right? Let's do it again tomorrow. We'll, we'll finally have game one of the NBA Finals. Something to talk about. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.